Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Freaky Friday and happy Mailbag Friday yet again because it is February 17th and there's still not a whole lot of Ohio State football going on. I am Austin Ward. I am down here in Texas uh, visiting the family, hanging out in New Braunfels and down the road from Green Hall and not scouting any Texas high school recruits for Berm. Per his request, uh, it has been denied. I'm just going to yeah. relax yeah. and maybe spend 30 minutes talking with these guys about nonsense. Also, that's Bill Landis. Uh, thanks to these guys for letting me get away for a couple days. And uh, sorry, Berm, that I'm not going to go look at Texas high school quarterbacks. It's cool. I mean, I'll, I'll just get over it. We're so often in New Braunfels uh, where there's a, an interesting quarterback prospect that, uh, you know, they always have them there. So I figured, uh, you know, who cares? We'll just get it next time. You know? Yeah. Just, I am just often down here. I'll be back. I'll be back in a couple months. I'm going to give him a couple more. You know, he's got spring ball ahead of him, right? So mm. let him get yeah. a couple inches taller, and then I'll come check in in June. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and while I was leaving on Wednesday, Ohio State did decide to make some news. So before we get into the mailbag, uh, Bill got into the coverage on Wednesday for us with Ohio State canceling the series against Washington. I don't think it should come as any surprise. I saw a lot of hand-wringing about the troubling signs that it means for the Pac-12 or the future of college football that these super exciting series keep getting canceled. But like, I don't know how anyone reasonably expected Ohio State to keep that if they were almost certainly going to have to go play at USC or UCLA. Uh, but Bill covered that on Wednesday, so I'll let him dive into all the logistics of that. Yeah, when you looked at 2025, especially, it was like they were never going to live in a world where they had to play Texas and Washington and probably USC or UCLA in addition to everyone else in the Big Ten that they normally play. So that part of it wasn't surprising, but I was still kind of bummed because I was looking forward to that trip. Like It, it makes sense, um, especially in a 12-team playoff world that's coming in, in whatever year that is, 24, right? Uh, the Big Ten is expanding in 24. Like You don't need to load up on those kind of games anymore. Um, I, I wish they would, but I get why you don't, but mostly I'm just sad that we're not going to get to go to Seattle now because that's a place that I've always wanted to go see a college football game. Number one, no one's ever been sad to not go to Seattle. Number two, uh, <laughs> the fact is the very real likelihood is Washington will be in the big 10 by 2026 anyway. So who cares? <laughs> like they're going to get it back. They're going to get it back. But should, so, should they be? Uh, yes, Washington and Oregon make perfect sense uh, to join the Big Ten if we're going to do this whole coast-to-coast thing uh, as the SEC expands. So I think that you just look a, a couple years down the road, and then you cross your fingers that Ohio State can get back their five hundred grand that they had to pay the Huskies to cancel the series mm. because it, it they're going to end up playing each other probably in 2026 or 2027 when Washington and Oregon are in the Big Ten. And um, look, Seattle is a is a neat town. I'm, I guess it'd be cool to see it in like the less rainy part of the year, but it's still, it's not a place people are, are dying uh, to go visit. Uh, they're dying to get I out am. of there. They're dying to get out of there. Honestly, I go, watch, go. go, go watch the birds play there. I would love to. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. I've only been to beautiful Boise, Idaho. That's as close as I've been. Let me ask you this question, Billiam. Um, if you were in Seattle for, like the birds playing the the Hawks, right? Seahawks. Uh-huh. Birds versus and birds. There, and there was a an interesting quarterback prospect in Seattle that I was like, hey, while you're out there, why don't you just pop in and check out this player? Would you do that or, or would you not do that? I would absolutely do it. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Austin, uh, his 
you know, it's going to be difficult, I think, for you to focus on the mailbag here while Bill and I are trying to, you know, be serious and you're on vacation. So do you just want to say goodbye for the weekend and and uh, <laughs> Bill and I will handle the mailbag from here and just gave you a chance to stop in and tell everyone that you're on a little bit of a break. Next week, you're going to be in North Kakalaki for a few days doing a golf trip because, uh, it, you know, you're you're an adult. Um, so that is I mean, that's the perfect time for you to move out of this podcast episode and, and uh, into your weekend, right? If that's what you want me to do. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying my best to contribute while away. We're a three-man team, and you're going to have to carry the full load from Wednesday to Friday next week because there is no way I'll even be attempting to be on the podcast daily while in North Carolina for my 40th birthday golf trip. Um, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. It's showing me full Wi-Fi strength out here. I'm on a 5G. Um, I don't know. Bill, do you think it's weird that like Austin says we're a three-man team, but then he's taking this like elaborate golf vacation for his 40th birthday? It's an important birthday in the world of men, uh, and we were not invited. Yeah, well, I don't think uh, I'm not Pinehurst... saying you would be able to go. I understand, like you got you know George at home, <laughs> and we've got other responsibilities. But I feel like an invitation should have been extended at some juncture. What? Oh, I want to know what Austin thinks Pinehurst responsibility to someone showing up and just firing a 160 on one of their courses. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure it happens a lot, actually. Uh, people that want to cross it off the bucket <laughs> list and think to themselves, you know what? I'm just going to go all out. I'm going to pay $350 to play number two, and whatever happens, happens. But uh, <laughs> that's not the consideration. I just, I got, Berm got back into golf for like one summer and played a lot. And I was like, let's keep doing, bring the clubs down here. You know, we'll play every time that you're crashing at uh, at the ward house. And then he just stopped. And I don't think he's played in the last two years. So I didn't think that a golf trip. I would have really not played appeal. since COVID summer. Didn't think that was going to appeal. Played about fi- I played about 50 times in the summer of 2020 uh, during COVID. And then I had to go back to work. So that uh, <laughs> now I can't do it. So. You know, it's it's it sucks a little bit, and my clubs are are sitting in the garage, um, and uh, I hope to use them at some point this summer. It won't be next week at Pinehurst uh, number two, but uh, you know, that's what makes you number one. Have a great weekend, Austin. Bill and I will take it from here. Sign off. Okay, fine. Thanks a lot. See you later. Bye. Bye, Austin. <laughs> so, Bill, mailbag, Freaky Friday. It's you, it's me, it's successful internet and <laughs> cameras that are relatively high fidelity and clear. Um, let's go to the ohiostate.rivals.com message board. And we asked a uh, for subscriber questions for Freaky Friday. And uh, let, I don't know, you just start firing them off. I assume you're sitting there looking at them, correct? I sure am. Yeah. And uh, I think this uh, dovetails nicely with what you were talking about with Austin. Uh, this question is from six tones. Uh, Hey, Berm, who's your favorite 2024 quarterback that you'd want to play for Ohio state? Uh, I don't have a favorite quarterback because that's not what I'm supposed to do. I really enjoy watching, um, the way that Julian Sayan has progressed in the last year from what I saw, you know, on tape a year ago to today, the Alabama commit, um, the number two ranked quarterback in the country, uh, behind Dylan Rayola, who I still think, I mean, potentially, you're talking about a generational type quarterback uh, in Rayola 
and really like what I saw out of him in person. He had a rough year at Chandler. Their offense was not exactly uh, dynamic, and uh, he he's transferred uh, for his senior season, so we'll see if that changes a little bit. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of Jaden Davis. Uh, I, I thought that when he camped at Ohio State in the summer of 2021 that he had the best single camp day performance from an Ohio State quarterback camper that I've ever really watched. Um, and it was up there to me in the same stratosphere that day's performance, just watching him throw the comfort, the, the, the accuracy, the, the release, like to me felt a lot like watching Justin Fields at the opening in 2017 when it was him and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields that day was as good as any player I've ever seen and a prep quarterback in that sort of setting. Um, uh, the guy that we're talking about in New Braunfels, Texas, his name is Deuce Adams, and his father was a wide receiver at Texas. He's a really dynamic, athletic kid. But he, I think he was like the play, state player of the year in Texas, um, not in the highest level there, but kid can play, and I, I'm interested in, in seeing a little bit more of him uh, as he develops. And that's you know obviously not a guy. He's not a guy at this point that Ohio State's looking at, but just someone that I've that's kind of caught my eye in the way he plays. And um, I love quarterbacks that throw the football so i mean to me mm -hmm. it's it's not about um guys that uh, i i want to see a guy that can move and extend the pocket and, and be dynamic and make plays but ultimately like there's one thing in my athletic life because i was a pitcher growing up like i i do understand throwing and the mechanics of throwing and what it should look like and so i think that's the one position where i feel like sometimes qualified to judge like how does that look compared to what i what should be natural. And so that that's always what I'm looking for. Cause there are a lot of high school quarterbacks that you watch them and you can tell they're still laboring to just throw the ball yeah. in a way that doesn't hurt. Um, I've, so the only, the only two class of 2024 quarterbacks that I've seen who are of note are obviously Dylan Rayola when he camped at Ohio state, who I guess is probably not worth talking about all that much anymore. Um, and Colin Hurley, who was 2025 at the time and is now reclassified and is committed to LSU in the class of 2024. And you were asked about him on the board the other day. And I, I found your answer interesting. Um, cause he seemed to have like legitimate interest in Ohio state while he was still a member of the class of 2025. Is there, is there like nothing there now in 24 with him committed? Well, I mean, obviously he's committed to LSU. He reclassified. He reclassified when Dylan Rayola was committed to Ohio State. The Buckeyes at that point effectively had to stop communicating because they were not anticipating Rayola's decommitment to happen uh, at that time. And so once once you allow other relationships to rise up, and it's sort of the same conversation that I wrote about on the question of the day on, on Wednesday with Jaden Davis, like once you as a program intentionally surrender a relationship and say, okay, we have to move on. We've got our guy. It is hard to come back from that. And, yeah. you know, I, I think a guy like, um, uh, you know, Colin Hurley, like that arm is crazy. Like I, yeah. we watched him down in Florida at that battle seven on seven. And that dude has a freaking rocket for a right arm. I don't know if he generally knows where it's going, which <laughs> comes with experience and, and you know you're playing with different receivers who are different speeds and and sometimes you you don't takes a while to get into that rhythm with guys that you haven't played a lot with but physical talent colin hurley is is really really special yeah he could really spin it I, we were standing there watching him in the woody in the summer and i was like pretty taken aback by how just like the velocity the sheer like i remember like, like quinn ewers people always talk about like the rpms on his ball and i thought colin hurley was very similar in the way that that thing came out of his hand yeah, I remember actually last April he camped at the Elite 11 uh, at Massillon High School, uh, came up to 
you know, Ohio to do that elite 11 because he couldn't go to one down South and ended up making a trip to Ohio state the next day. And Ryan day was there. Cause RJ was there working out. And I was talking to, to Ryan day about it. And he, I mean, when you watch a kid like that and you go, wow, that's, that is a different level of spin rate. If, you know, if we want to get into baseball nerdisms, but that, that dude, uh, that dude can, that dude can sling it. All right, let's get uh here's a, a three-parter. Um Ooh. one of them is football related from Plain City Buck guy on the board. Uh your favorite that, I that's think that's plain like P L A I N, right? Not like plain, correct P L A N E. I'd like to right. live in Plain City with the P L A N E. Just surrounded by aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite I think you should leave skit? Oh god. I don't know that that's appropriate to talk about on the show, but <laughs> um, uh, boy. number one for anyone out there watching or listening, I think you should leave is a um, ridiculous Netflix series. Uh, it's a sketch based show with Tim Robinson and it's absurd and it, it's probably no, definitely not for everyone, but mm. it does <laughs> um, kind of go right up our, our sense of humor's alley. Uh, I think it's the one where's where they replace the printer. I, I just like <laughs> the Santa Claus coming early joke just gets me. I don't know why. Like the way that she's like, I didn't ask for that. Like it's just so stupid, and I, I don't know. It's my sense of humor entirely. What is yours? Um, my favorite is probably a uh, coffin flop because it's just <laughs> we actually it's an absurd I, concept. <laughs> My, uh, I don't know what my wife and I were watching on television on Tuesday night this week, and I, I'll remember it. So, oh, we were watching Castle Rock on Hulu. I'm not if you ever seen that. Um, yeah. And it one of the uh, one of the scenes was a body being exhumed, and they had to pull up the coffin. And I was like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of this. So then I had to show. <laughs> And the sketch of coffin flop and made her watch it. She's like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I'm like, it <laughs> is ridiculous, great. but you know, they just couldn't believe their naked blue butts would be. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> now that that's, that show is tremendously stupid uh, for, and if you're stupid like me and Bill and Austin and a lot of people that uh, we hang out with, then you should watch it. Uh, second just part of that question just is gazpacho soup burnt my lips. <laughs> It's cold soup. Uh, <laughs> your favorite beer right now? Oh boy, um, there. I'm trying to avoid some beer because uh, the football season. I'm not sure. I mean, I know that people on on our YouTube channel have, you know, felt qualified to comment on our expanding waistlines, but uh, the football season is a tough time when it comes to weight management, uh, considering how much time we're sitting down or how much time I'm in the car and how poorly we eat and how much we drink on the road. Um, there's still this white chocolate ale um, from up into Petoskey that uh, I really, really love. Um, and that's the one. If I, if I'm ever just like wanting a beer, that's, that's what, that's my go-to it's from yeah, Grand was, Armor, uh... from Grand Armor Brewery uh, <clears throat> up near Petoskey. It's a white chocolate ale and it's amazing. I live uh, pretty close to Parsons North Brewery in Columbus and uh, I was drinking their New England IPA during the Super Bowl, and it was quite tasty. So that's probably my favorite at the moment. Is there a Philly-based IPA out there? Have they? Has Philly moved into the beer space yet? Are you? Still oh yeah, sticking yards to, sticking to cheesesteaks. 
Yards Yards Brewery is pretty well known. Uh, Victory is just outside of of Philly. Um, there are probably some others. I, I probably know them more if I still live there. But Yards Victory sure has that cool. Golden Monkey Triple, right? That, that that's yeah, uh, that's a good beer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, part three. Part three. Football question. Uh, which receiver will have the most touchdowns in 2023 who is not named Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Abuka, or Julian Fleming? Xavier Johnson. Oh, I thought you might go Brandon Innes. Uh, no, I, I think uh, Xavier Johnson will have four or five probably, and that's probably if, – if you're eliminating the three most likely guys, I mean, I don't know how many receivers I would expect to be in high single digits or double digit uh, touchdowns. So I would say four or five probably for a guy like Xavier Johnson. Although Innes is certainly, I think he's going to have, a, I think people are going to know Brandon Innes's name nationally by the end of uh, his freshman year for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll say, I'll say Jaden Ballard. I think he ends up taking the top of a defense a couple of times and maybe ends up with similar range, four or five. Um, here is a, this is a, uh, recruiting question, I guess. You're, you're certainly more qualified to answer both of these than I am. Um, from PM Claret13. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's not Maurice Claret, but we can pretend Never it know. is. Um, did the staff know about Elias Rudolph moving to Florida? Yes, uh, that had been discussed uh, a little bit in the last month. Uh, some family issues uh, took him down to Deerfield Beach area from Cincinnati Taft High School. Unfortunate, I think, for Ohio State because he's not a kid that is extremely vocal and verbal and wanting to, you know, he's not like made his way up to Columbus a bunch of times. And uh, that will certainly make the communication, which was already sometimes a challenge, that much more difficult. Uh, four-star defensive end from Taft who was offered last summer at Ohio State. And then uh, second part of that question, also recruiting related, uh, with the ratings bump for Will Satterwhite, does Justin Fry give him a look before camp, or are they set on wanting him to camp before assessing an offer? Uh, Ohio State has given him plenty of looks uh, in the last year. They still haven't offered yet. The, the, he did not camp in Columbus last summer, and uh, they are generally just not keen on offering an in-state offensive lineman who does not camp at Ohio State. So. Uh, if Satterwhite from uh, Hoban decides that he wants to camp this summer and wait it out, we'll see. I mean, he's got a lot of big offers to his name right now. Uh, I, I'm of the mindset that if you are an offensive lineman in the state of Ohio, you're heading into your senior season, it's springtime, and you have an offer from Alabama, you should try to commit to the Crimson Tide ASAP uh, and <laughs> see what happens. That's sort of the way that I'm viewing it. I, I think that um, – the one thing I know for sure is that Ohio State does not give two rats uh, butts about where Satterwhite is ranked nationally. A lot of those rankings, especially for kids in Ohio who have not played spring football, who have, uh, you know, that's based entirely on people reacting to offseason offers. And a lot of times those offers are made by schools like Alabama in an attempt to get Ohio State to pay attention to kids that, uh, or closer to home so that Alabama can come in and try to take kids like Jordan Seaton from Washington, Maryland away from Ohio state um, and say, Oh, well now Ohio state has all these guys. So they, we, they can't recruit you. So um, the Buckeyes are, are smart enough to not fall into a lot of those games. It's diabolical. Um, it is diabolical. Yeah. I'm going to grab some questions from Twitter because I can do that. You've empowered me to do so. Yeah. Uh, this hell question- yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Question. Um, this is actually interesting because I've been thinking about this too. Um, from uh, Dale Buck, Defiance Buckeye on Twitter, uh, how does the lack of starting wide receivers impact the quarterback battle in the spring? If Fleming and Abuka are out, and we assume that Marvin, Marvin Harrison isn't going to play a ton, uh, he's asking if that is not ideal for either Kyle McCord or Devin Brown. 
Uh, why don't you give your thoughts on that first? Because I think mine are probably going to be similar and I, I talk too much. Yeah, I think I, I, it's not ideal. I, I don't know if it's a problem. I don't, I don't think it's ideal. I think um, spring doesn't necessarily have to be a time to like build that chemistry and build that rapport with the receivers. And also too, like those guys have thrown with those receivers in, in the past, especially Kyle, because, because he and, and Marvin, uh, and uh, Mecca too, right? They're all the same class. So um, he's he's thrown with those guys um, plenty. I, I worry about it less with him maybe than I do with Devin Brown. But I also think if you if you want to have a fair and honest evaluation of each of those guys in the spring, and even if the percentage chance of actually naming a starter after the spring is is low, despite what Ryan Day says about his preference to do so, um, I still think you'd want to see both those guys operate within what you think the offense might look like in the fall. And they're just not going to get that opportunity with with Emeka out and Julian out and and Marvin probably on a little bit of a pitch count just to protect him and and let him get some rest and recovery. So um, it's it's not great. I don't I don't think it'll be to Ohio State's detriment all that much in the end. But uh, I think if I were orchestrating that quarterback battle, my preference would be to have those guys out there with those receivers. Yeah, I mean I, I agree. I but I think that we're talking about the spring football and a battle that we are fairly confident is going to go into August before a starter is named, probably middle yeah. of August before a starter is named. And if anyone is going to make a move at quarterback or start to inch ahead in this competition, it's not going to be based on their ability to throw touchdowns in spring football. It's going to be about the things they do in the locker room. It's about the way they handle the team. It's about the way that they uh, lead and, and get guys to buy into what they're doing. And so, I, I, I mean, it, it's unfortunate for them because they're going to probably look worse in the spring game when people's eyes are on them uh, and they say, oh, well, you know, geez, Devin Brown was only four of 13. And I mean, remember when Justin, remember when people said Justin Fields was going to stink at Ohio State because he was four of 13 in the spring game? I sure like, do. Yeah. <laughs> the spring football evaluation period is not based on how many passes you complete uh, in, during the week. It's based on how you are handling yourself as a team leader. And so, I think, you know, from that perspective, those guys are going to still get uh, a fair shot to to show that, regardless of who they're throwing to. Uh, speaking of the quarterback battle, how about this question from Don John, uh, 1902. Uh, should Ohio State do the circle drill at the spring game with Devin Brown and Kyle McCord, just like they did with JT Barrett and Dwayne Haskins? Absolutely, they should. Yeah, um, yeah they should. You know, I, I, without question. And I, I think that they shouldn't surround them with other players. I think they should put them at midfield and each of them start at an up opposing goal line and just run to, to the, to the block. O, and then go from there. Um, that that's how I think it should. I, I, competition is the best. You only get to win. You only get to be great when you are competing. And I think that those guys need every single opportunity to compete as, as possible. I agree. Uh, want to do one more question? We'll wrap it up. We can do as anything you want, Bill. This is your party. That's right. Um, this is from Channing on Twitter. What was your favorite video game growing up? And the answer can't be Madden. Um, I mean, there's a handful of games if you go back. I mean, NCAA football. Got it. No, I mean it, it, mm. I, that is Madden. So I guess you're, I guess the he what he means is you can't say football. Um, Probably, yeah. Because NCAA football was certainly my favorite over Madden, except for Madden 2004. They had this play creator on Madden 2004. If you go back and remember, like you could actually design your own plays and it wasn't like just, you know, changing your playbook. It was a play creator and it was awesome. So EA Sports, if you're listening, I 
implore you to bring that feature back because I can't understand why 20 years later we don't have any technology that's even close to that. And it was awesome. Um, what else? What can, uh, I really loved PGA golf tour two on the Sega Genesis back in like, Oh wow. 1993. That was, that game was <laughs> awesome. Uh, NHL hockey on Sega Genesis. Awesome. Ironically, my favorite video games are always generally sports related. Um, but they're always the sports that I watch the least in real life. Like mm. FIFA, FIFA is great. Hockey is a great game. The golf video games are great. Um, and if you want to be nerd nerd, like I was a huge fan of Elden Ring, which came out last year. That that game was awesome. Maybe the best video game I've ever played. Uh, not maybe not favorite, but probably the best. Uh, I liked. I think it was NHL '94. Was it the one where you can make people's heads bleed? That was, yeah, that was, that was awesome. yeah, yeah. I like that one. Uh, my favorite though, of like my entire, I don't play video games much anymore, mostly because I just haven't plugged my PlayStation in. I still have it. Um, MVP Baseball 2005, uh, mm-hmm. killer soundtrack. Re- like really good gameplay engine for a baseball video game, but also had a tremendous um video game soundtrack and i i mean i wore that game out i think i think at some point i had to buy a second copy of it because the first one just like died for me and my brother playing it so much so um that was my favorite game for sure the old school baseball games i mean i'm probably dating myself here but there was this game called like high heat baseball back in the day yeah like again you could do so many cool things like you had you could create your own logo with these little pixelated squares where you could create it's just awesome the things you could do um before like now you see seems like games they focus so much on graphics and every story is the exact same pretty much and they don't they've taken away a lot of features as opposed to um you know in in lieu of pumping more into facial recognition or whatever but whatever yeah i also like the it was almost always sports games but a big uh grand theft auto guy too yeah i mean obviously you're from philly yeah, and hit the streets, just, do some damage, you know. It's basically <laughs> just, you know, an homage to your to your youth. That's right. It was an yeah, it was like a biography. Yeah, it's yeah. great. You yeah. and Jim Knowles, just uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Grand Theft Autoing it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately, like I, I find myself like especially right now because it's middle of the off season where I'll play games a little bit more frequently. But I, you know, bought a PS Five for like a year and a half ago. And so then you are like, Oh, I, I guess I should probably use it since it's, you know, rarer than gold in some circles, but um, it, it's not really as fun because all the games are the same, like, especially the football games. I am obviously very excited for NCAA football, 2024, whatever year it's going to be to come out, but that will be a life changing moment for a lot of people on Twitter. I think. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I've told myself I want to buy like a, next generation console because i still only have a ps4 but i'm just gonna wait to buy whatever is the thing to buy when that college football game comes out probably there was one question bill on ohiostate.rivals.com that i feel like we need to answer um, let's do it from um it looks like paulio i'm trying to look Pauly dio you can only eat one food for the rest of your life what is it and why mm. and i think this is an important question Hmm. That is tough. Um I guess it depends on like how specific they want. Like is like pizza too generic? I don't or do know. I have to I, pick, I like, don't uh, think so. I don't think so. Is as 
is a taco are we able to get into semantics number one for me the answer would be tacos because they're crunchy they're hot they're cold they're cheesy like you can do so many different things with them but also like is a hot dog a taco or a sandwich you know what Whenever I've been asked, is a hot dog a sandwich? I think it's a dumb question because I just say, like, of course it is. But now I've never been, like, presented with the theory that it might be a taco. If you look at the design and shape of a hot dog compared to a taco, yeah. it makes more sense that it is a taco than it is a sandwich. Like Very there's, similar. Yeah. You know, the, the under, you know, the fold under. Like, it, it sandwich, to me, indicates two pieces of bread that are separated in most instances so that's like i have a tough time you know eat, i know there's semantics when you're talking about like philly cheesesteaks and stuff because sometimes that bread isn't fully separated but mm. it it you know it should be or could be very easily you couldn't eat a taco separating the two sides no it just fall to the floor right yeah. and then it becomes a taco sandwich which is that's weird. right yeah you, you know? want that uh, mine, uh, to be specific, I, if I could only eat one food item for the rest of my life, it would be pizza from Sam's Pizza Palace in Wildwood, New Jersey, which is my favorite pizza. It's in the Jersey Shore. It's what I grew up eating when I went on vacation. It's what I eat every time I go back there, which is most summers. Uh, so that is what I would pick. Sam's Pizza Palace. Mm -hmm. That sounds interesting. Uh, we should probably plan a trip there. Maybe we'll see a high school quarterback. <laughs> Not there. <laughs> yeah, but Austin won't go. So nope. whatever. I don't know, Bill. I think we probably have uh, hit our limit here for for uh, ludicrousnessnessness. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, America, if you're out there, if you're watching this, if you've hung around to the end, if you think that you like our sense of humor, please turn on. I think you should leave on Netflix. Uh, you will probably like it. It's ridiculous. If you've not heard of it, you should check into it. Um, and if yeah. you're don't I mean, watch it in mixed company though because it's a little raunchy at times yeah i mean give it a give it a once over before you you know start opening it up to other people it's not <laughs> it ain't for kids um but anyway all right uh bill have a good weekend man and uh yeah, we too. will be back for the podcast daily on monday we'll be at roosters on monday we are inching ever so close to the start of spring football at ohio state the return of live recruiting periods, the return of practice availability, the return of Woody Wednesdays. Everything is right around the corner. That's Bill. I'm Berm. Austin was here. We kicked him out. And uh, we appreciate you guys watching. We'll see you next time.